we can really start using our cycle as our superpower if we start knowing when we've got energy highs, when we've got energy lows. And from a results point of view, exercise wise, the first half of your period is actually a really great fat burning phase. But then the second half of your phase, your cortisol, your stress hormones are high. You are not going to get results and you can adjust your training just like that. And you will start getting banging results. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today's guest is extra special. She is so close to my heart. My dear friend, Claire Falconer. I absolutely love her. You are just going to get so much out of this episode. And Claire is is just a literal ray of sunshine. I just, she is even sweeter and more lovely, if you can imagine it, in person than she is uh, on on podcasts and and digitally. And she is already a ray of sunshine digitally. So you can only imagine what an amazing and beautiful human she is just from the inside out. Claire is a personal trainer. She's a yoga teacher. She's a health coach. And she's been working full-time in this industry for the past 14 years. So she has worked privately with hundreds of clients all over the world. And she has developed a passion and specialization in women's health, especially hormonal health, preconception, pregnancy, and postnatal women. She has studied functional medicine under Dr. Mark Hyman. She's certified with precision nutrition as a nutrition coach, certified menstrual coach. And she's also currently undertaking and almost done her degree in health sciences, naturopathy. She has traveled all over the world, upskilling herself in all things health, fitness, nutrition, by partaking in some of the most pioneering and forward thinking courses and conferences available. I can't stress enough the extent of Claire's knowledge. Like this this podcast episode just barely scratches the surface on such major and important issues that that we could never hope to even begin to unpack in, you know, 40, 40 to 60 minutes. Um, but Claire does such an incredible job at packing this with so much amazing information. Um, we talk about happy, healthy hormones and building strong ass women from the inside out, gaining a deeper understanding of our menstrual cycles and how, how our cycles show up in every part of our lives, why it's so important for women to start working with their hormones and more specifically how to do that. Everything from 
productivity and and uh, literally working your your work schedule around your menstrual cycle and the relationship between exercise and hormonal health and how to both eat and train according to your cycle. She's talking to us about how we have been living on a male 24-hour schedule and not our female 28-day, give or take, schedule. And she even touches on caring for yourself both pre and postpartum. This is an absolute must listen. And uh, I actually recorded this with um, the ladies in my my private Becoming You group live. And then after we signed off, uh, then they had some private time with Claire to ask their own questions and, and stuff and uh, and get some, some FaceTime. So that was just awesome. It's such a gift. And if you are interested in signing up for Becoming You, it is launching again very soon. So Tuesday, October 4th is the day that we are going to be doing this. And this might be I don't know if it will be. This might be the last time I do it live. Um, I'm just feeling pulled to create like more stuff. If, if I don't know if you've heard me mention this in the podcast before, if you're a longtime listener, but my brain, like I, I don't like doing the same stuff over and over again for long periods of time <laughs> because there's so many things that I want to create that I'm like, okay, next, I want to create the next thing. So literally when I, this is never a marketing tactic when I'm like, oh, this might be the last time. It literally might be the last time. <laughs> I'm never totally sure how I'm going to be pulled and directed. Uh, and I only like running stuff that I am so fired up and excited about. And sometimes I just want to create something new. So I am super excited to run this one. I just don't know if or when I will be running it live again. Um, so in the live aspect, I have to tell you is by far the like we go deep when when it's live. It is so powerful. It is so potent that the women who have gone through this Becoming You program have just gotten so much out of it. So go check the show notes for that. Um, you're going to want to check the show notes for a lot of stuff in this one because Claire is also giving you um, access to some of her courses at a discounted rate. She has been so kind to give us a discount code that you can use. Um, and she just packs so much into this. I, I'm so pumped for you to listen. So buckle up. You literally might want to both take notes and potentially listen to this more than once uh, and make sure to check the references to connect with Claire, to go check out all the amazing things that she is doing and offering and to just say hi to this amazing human. Um, I'm just so, so thrilled and so honored that she gave us so much of her time. So dive in and let's go. I am so excited. I'm already grinning because I have my beautiful friend, Claire Falconer, joining us today. And I'm so pumped. Claire, thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you so, so much for inviting me. It is a pleasure to be here. Uh, you and I are both just saying how excited we've been like all day to just get to chat with each other. And it, a lot has changed since the last time you were on the podcast, because when I had you and Luke on, you guys were talking about a very different phase in your life. And then some things started to change pretty rapidly after that. And you had your sweet baby boy, Bo, and now you're back in Bali and all the things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. It has been a crazy ride. That is for sure. Actually, funnily enough, when I spoke to you our last time on this podcast, I was actually pregnant. Um, but couldn't say but... anything yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> I love. I was it. holding awesome. back vomit whilst I was chatting oh, to you. <laughs> you poor thing. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you did an excellent job at hiding it because I would not have known. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So Claire, tell us a little bit about you and what you do and some of the things that we're going to kind of like dive into a little bit, because this has been a very requested topic and we're actually going live with you right now in my becoming you group. And then we're, when we wrap up, we are doing a private Q and a for those ladies as well. So super excited about all of this. So tell us a little bit about you and what it is that you do. Okay, so I guess first and foremost, I am a mom now um, to a 16-month-year-old boy. Um, so the last like two years has been insane, um, <laughs> but beautiful. Um, I am a personal trainer, yoga teacher, pre and postnatal um, yoga and personal trainer. I am a functional medicine. Um, I studied nutrition coach and I am also a health and hormonal coach as well so there's sort of a lot going on that all encompasses underneath health I've been doing this for 15 years now so it's crazy I've worked with hundreds of women um normally my business was all face-to-face one-on-one but COVID and motherhood changed all that so now I am all online so it's been sort of navigating my business head and popping that on now in the last couple of years which has been a totally different shift um so but loving it (laughs) I love that and and I truly I can't underscore enough like Claire's incredible expertise. Like this is a woman who actively your husband, Luke, and I joke about this because he's like the shit she listens to. He's like, it'll be like the most dry, boring podcast. Cause it's like all science stuff. And like, you just know your, your shit inside and out. And you're constantly updating on the latest research and making sure that you're on top of it. And you just, you, you genuinely care so much about all the people that you work with. I have worked with you as well. Like you're just, I cannot say enough beautiful things about you. You are a literal ray of sunshine and just so knowledgeable. So yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, I, I love what I do and I love my clients. So it makes it easy. And I mean, yeah, I, I, unfortunately for my husband, I love science. <laughs> so <laughs> He's trying to watch football. <laughs> Exactly. I'm He's like, so annoying. Up, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. So we're going to cover, I, we actually have had a hard time sort of like narrowing down what to cover because there's so many questions. There's so many like juicy topics to dive into here. I kind of want to start with why, why hormonal health for women is even that important. Like I, and I mean, especially like the fine tuning it part, it's sort of like, okay, you know, if I've got a period and it's, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm good. I feel fine. Why is it so important to sort of like go to that next layer too? And what does that next layer even look like? Yeah. Okay. So I want to take you back a little bit with this and just give you like a little bit of a history and then we'll go into the depths of like why it's so important I'm not going to talk science today guys <laughs> it's all going to be super easy to understand but basically in before the middle ages so in you know our culture and history history we're talking a long time ago periods in our whole menstrual cycle was actually really respected and it was all really, I mean, women were praised, menstrual blood was even sought to be like this beautiful thing that helped crops grow. And women that were menstruating were actually could see the future. Um, So we were really 
respected. And then the Middle Ages came and come with it came a cultural shift, a religious shift. And then menstrual blood was then seen as toxic. It was then seen that it would make crops wither. So women had to hide the fact that they were menstruating. They used to have to hide the fact that they even had a period um, and that, you know, anything even come with that. Midwives were then seen as witches. Um, they were burnt at the stake. It's it's just madness. All the things that actually then, then occurred because, you know, women, birthing women couldn't do what they used to be do, which was really instinctual. Um, it was just this huge, big shift. And with that came this disconnect with ourselves and our own menstrual cycle and the ebbs and flows of our hormones. So we then were completely in the dark at what was actually happening with our bodies. And therefore, then what started happening and what's happening now in our, you know, nowadays um, is that we have adopted the male's schedule. So this also came with the whole feminist movement as well, because we want to, we want to be everything. Like we want to do it all. We want to work. We want to have babies. We want to be superwoman, which we absolutely are, <laughs> but it's adopted to a male schedule at the moment. So at the moment, what we're doing is we're sort of, you know, pumping along thinking that we're on this 24 hour schedule like males. So with men, they have the same hormonal schedule every single day. So 24 hours, their hormones reset. 24 hours, their hormones reset. They, as we all know, they're not complicated. <laughs> Even though they may think they are sometimes, they're not. Whereas for us, we have a really complex 28 days, give or take. Obviously, there's you know a big fluctuation in there between women to women. And all the changes that occur, we can change daily in those 28 days. We can change weekly in those 28 days. And at some shift in those 28 days, our brain chemistry can even change up to 25%. Like, I mean, just let that soak in, like 25% change of brain chemistry. And, and we have been made to think that we're crazy. Like, oh, she's just PMSing, you know, she's crazy. Like she's just PMSing or instead of actually going, okay, this is my time to retreat. This is my time to conserve. This is my time to embrace. Um, it's just about like, oh, you, you're, you're exhausted. Keep going, keep smashing. So this brings me to your initial question, which was why is it so important? So it's so important to know our hormones and know the ebbs and flows that happen for absolutely every single reason under the sun like it's it's for our health firstly because our cycle and our menstrual cycle has now been recognized as our um six vital signs so along with pulse respiration rate and you know etc it has been listed now finally as a vital sign so it can give you clues into your own health so by knowing when you ovulate knowing how your period goes the length the the flow the duration the symptoms that accompany it mid-cycle spotting all this sort of stuff can actually tell you what is happening with your own health like and that I think is is probably the one of the most important things because you can actually start picking up things with your own body and your own health before any blood test is going to tell you what is happening 
And that is a really important thing to connect to. As well, fertility-wise, um, it's really important. And this is, you know, so many women start trying to have children and they don't even understand where their fertile window is. So they, they don't even understand that you can only fall pregnant maximum six times over that whole cycle. And they're having sex at the wrong times. They're not literally just not even having sex at the right time. So they're not able to conceive. And this is becoming a long drawn out period. I mean, another reason is that how this is more of a spiritual reason is that we have a ebbs and flows over our whole cycle. We are changing. As I said, our brain chemistry is changing. And it is so important to tune into this because we can really start using our cycle as our superpower if we start knowing when we've got energy highs, when we've got energy lows, we can, you know, batch pr produce our reels. I don't know if you're into that. <laughs> like you can, you can set all your podcasts in the week of ovulation because you know that you're going to be high and you're going to be excited. And then just before your period, you can start to retreat and do more of that admin work. And it's really important to know when you're when you're good and when you're bad. And, and from a results point of view, exercise-wise, um, the first half of your period is actually a really great fat-burning phase. And you can get good results. But then the second half of your phase, your cortisol, your stress hormones are high. So you are not going to get results in that second week. And just knowing that is, is such a valuable tool. And you can adjust your training just like that. And you will start getting banging results. So, I mean, there's sort of the main reasons why it's important to balance hormones. Uh, if I haven't sold you already, there. <laughs> <laughs> but as you can tell, there is a lot of reasons why we start, why we should know what is going on with our bodies. Oh my God, Claire, I have so many like questions exploding out of me and you simultaneously like answered like 19 questions that I was going to ask you at the same time. So this is awesome. <laughs> so first, tell us a little bit more. They're just so, I think that, that one of the things that I really want to stress about this is how empowering this knowledge is and to be able to use it to our advantage is just incredible. I wanted to say too, um, what is it that we can do in terms of our nutrition in combination with our hormonal health and balancing that out over the course of our cycle a little bit as well. There's multiple things I want to circle back to, but let's kind of start with that in relation to, to exercise and that type of stuff. Okay. So you've got like, so over your 28 days, I'm just saying 28 days here, just to make it easy as you know, there's a variation from 24 to 32 that's classified as normal. So, you know, whatever you are in there, don't fret, but let's say 28 days, um, you are having four distinct cycles, okay? So in those, you've got four distinct phases. And that's generally how we categorize it in this sort of, you know, science realm. Um, and over those phases, you have the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, you have the ovulatory phase, and then the luteal phase. And nutrition-wise, you can shift everything over that time. Now, it kind of gets a little bit complicated and I don't love to go deep with this with my clients, just purely for the fact, unless they're like a hardcore fat loss results driven um, 
on that side of things. But otherwise, it can get relatively complicated. But I think the simplicity of it is knowing that the first half of your cycle, so in that when you're bleeding, the menstrual phase, and then the follicular phase, your body is primed to burn fat. So estrogen levels are high. So that means that generally it's like acts sort of as like an appetite suppressant. So you will not be craving as much. You will not, you'll crave lighter foods. So it's a really beautiful phase here to you know, enjoy your salads, enjoy your veggies, enjoy your lighter foods, because you're not going to be craving the heavy, the chocolates and, you know, all this sort of stuff. So it is a great phase to actually diet in that first half. And you can, you know, even afford to calorie cut because your hormones are really primed in that first half to be super stress resilient. Um, so you're going to deal with stress relatively easy, which is incredible. Um, but then as we hit this second phase, when you hit, you know, PMS and you hit just before that sort of bleed and ovulation, you know, we've got to remember that it takes a ton of energy to ovulate and, um, then to shed your um, uterine wall to prepare for your bleed, then you will start your calorie in, uh, calorie intake will be increased. So you literally need to eat more in that second half. Your body is now not dealing with stress as well. So this is time you do not want to diet. You absolutely do not want to cut calories because you are going to start sabotaging your own health here you're going to start sabotaging your own results because you're just going to turn on that stress hormone even higher. So, and I also, sorry, ladies, love to cut out caffeine here in the second <laughs> half of the cycle. I know everyone's like, really, Claire, really? <laughs> when you need it most, you, you actually have to cut it out. Um, because again, that stress hormone, we, we cannot deal with stress as much. So you really want to sort of cut out that booze, cut out the caffeine and and really have nourishing foods here really supportive foods so um you know dark chocolate is great here because it's got high in magnesium which is really good to help support um pms then you can have beautiful warming foods stews soups all this sort of stuff like a sort of winter phase in that second half of the cycle I love it. Yeah, that's super helpful. So yeah, like the carbs, if we're thinking of it from a carbs aspect, we want to sort of stack the carbs a little bit more in which phase? So in the first phase, actually. So in the okay. second phase, we're actually more insulin sensitive. So uh, we are really prone to blood sugar spikes in our second phase. So you really want to um, put lots of protein and lots of fats in the second phase. So in, the, in particularly the luteal phase. And then in the follicular phase, that's when you can have your good carbs, like your sweet potatoes, your, you know, your grains and all that sort of stuff when your body's more stress resilient. Um, and also in the second phase, our progesterone boosts up. So therefore our digestion becomes a little bit sluggish. Progesterone makes everything slow down a bit. So hence constipation. Um, so yeah, we would just want to really up the fats and up the protein in that second phase. I love it. I love it. And I mean, ultimately it, I, because I, I know your, your work so well too. I think that one of the things we really want to underscore here is that you're all about like building strong ass women, like, you know, using this to our advantage, to like build vitality and like build strength in every sense of the word. Right. A hundred percent. And I think that's like, 
a lot of my clients sort of now tend to be like pregnancy, pre-pregnancy and all that sort of stuff. But whether or not you want to get pregnant or not, so even if that's not even in your realm, then it is so important to prepare yourself like you're going to because being fertile and, and being your optimal fertile state is literally being the healthiest you can possibly be. And health comes from all aspects, internal, external, like it comes you know, from vitality, energy, and all that sort of stuff. And, and that's where you want to aim for, I, I believe, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was in holistic nutrition school, one of the things that they really stressed was it, like you said, it, it's incredible. It, now it shouldn't be incredible because it kind of always was, but it, the fact that, that the menstrual cycle and everything related to is now considered a vital sign. And the way that I was yeah. taught it too, was that it's just an actual sign of, of vitality in general, right? Like having a, a healthy period and, and everything that goes with that and ovulation and all of those things, it's an indication of overall vitality and of your health in, in so many different areas. A hundred percent. And I think it's, it's really sad. So like I'm working with, you know, quite a few women now, and it's really sad when you see it because we've had this huge cultural shift that you need to be skinny to be healthy. And with that, women are losing their periods mm. um, because you need body fat to function. Like we as women, I mean, literally like need body fat. And, and this is what's happening is that we're told that skinny is healthy, but we need to reframe that. Having a menstrual cycle is healthy. And, and that's what we, we need to strive for. You know, it's sort of, so yeah, I'm, I'm loving the movement that is happening because you can sort of see that everybody has started to come back and realize that just how important it is and how much we need to understand it. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where can women like really kind of start with this? So they're like, okay, Claire is, is giving me all the details about why I need to be sold on this. And okay, I'm getting it a little bit about like the exercise and the nutrition and like, what else can I, can I do? Obviously it, it, because even if, whether you want to get pregnant or not, the ultimate goal is still like, like you said, the, the, the sort of ultimate vitality as though you are preparing to get pregnant, even if like me, you don't want kids. I still want to be in top fertile shape, <laughs> so-called, because I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm at my best in terms of overall health. So where do you kind of start with, with women when you're working with them around this? So obviously it's hard to give sort of one generic. Of course. Everybody's, everybody's red flags are different, but lifestyle is a huge thing just for regulating that cycle. And, and lifestyle things come from, what you're putting into your body. So good food, you know, it's not, it's not that complicated, like just, you know, beautiful produce doesn't, you know, you don't fret. It doesn't have to be all be organic or, you know, anything like that. It just has to be good nourishing food. You have to eat enough ladies. That is so important because, you know, all too often I see just tiny portions, skipping meals. This is not a, it, it's just, yeah, I can't stress enough at how much I dislike, you know, the whole intimate fasting um, that's going on and all this sort of stuff. So eat, um, nourish, work, like train with your body. So um, exercise wise, um, as I said previously, like we've been trained to sort of be like men. So it's a real huge movement at the moment to smash our body and to 
you know, no pain, no gain, no pain, no gain. You know, the more, the harder you work, the better results you'll get, um, which is all good, you know, if you're an elite athlete. But the thing is that majority of us are not. Majority of us are coming home to our kids. We're stressed out. We're not sleeping enough. Um, we're not nourishing our bodies enough. So we're already in a heightened state of stress. So therefore adding more stress by exercising in a, in a poor form, like doing crazy hit sessions or anything, is going to trigger us even higher. So exercise to nourish your body, listening to the four distinct cycles of your body. So at the first half of your cycle, you can go for it really, you know, sort of going hard. And then at the second half of the cycle, really bring it down, start to listen to your intuition a bit more, start to rest, do more yoga, do more stillness, meditation. Um, and trust me, you'll, you'll think that I can resting more. Am I going to get results? Yes, you are hundred percent will. Um, so nourishing your body, moving your body, um, understanding your cycle, the next which is really tough, especially for any mums out there. So I always like to preface this by saying, I'm sorry. Sleeping <laughs> is super important for our cycles and getting quality sleep um, because, you know, rest is where the magic happens and we do, that's when everything, you know, sort of heals. So sleep is so, so important. Um and then just other external stuff like we can go down deep here but it's you know reducing your um, chemical you know toxins reducing um, emf all that sort of stuff but let's not go too deep there i think the fundamentals is nourishing your body moving your body in a in a nourishing way and sleeping correctly and reducing overall stress I think that this is so important because it, we can so often get caught in, in the details of stuff like specific ingredients or like, you know, specific toxins so-called that we're trying to cut out or whatever. And, but we're not actually addressing the base level things that actually make the biggest difference by far. Exactly. So we, yeah, we have to have to focus on that. I'm really glad that, that you're mentioning that. And, you know, I, um, if anyone has been listening to this podcast long enough, you probably know that I, my main form of training by far is throwing a lot of heavy weights around. And Claire knows this. Claire and I have worked out together. Claire, Claire, I worked with Claire, where she has also reminded me I need to scale back a little bit sometimes. And like my coach would always do that too. He would always schedule, like we would literally, and yes, my male coach would literally work with me around my cycle and we would scale back my workouts. So I was still lifting weights. Uh, the week before my cycle, but just not going as hard and like lighter weights and, and not, you know, not trying to PR everything exactly. <laughs> that week. Yes, and it cool. makes a big difference. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. And it really does just having that deload week. It, it's so valuable. And yeah, it, I mean, it makes you feel good. Like I remember back in the day, you know, whatever, 10, 15 years ago when I used to just smash it constantly and you're so knackered. I was just like, oh, I was so tired all the time. But then once you start to work with it, you're like, wow, okay, I've got energy. What is this? Seriously. Oh my gosh. I, I was overtraining uh, for, for months yeah. when I was in Bali and I was training like probably six, sometimes seven days a week. I would try to only do six, but, and it was tough workouts every single day. And I would, yeah. it got to the point where it was fine at first. And then after a while, my body started to reject it. And I would then have to go home and have a nap afterwards before I could start work. And I'm like, well, this isn't good. <laughs> this is 
yeah. not ideal. <laughs> That's an indication. And usually going with that is like women also overtrain and under under eat. Yes. So they'll go to their workout fasted, um, their morning workout, they'll just, you know, not fart, like they'll fast, which causes so much more stress. And and that's where I'm like, if I tell all of my clients, if you finish your workout absolutely exhausted, needing a nap, you've gone too hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. You know, it, it, it should feel good for you. <laughs> I was even just saying to somebody right before we got on this call that I, I have realized in the last week or so, I've been accidentally under eating. And I'm like, yeah. you know, some women intentionally under eat. I never intentionally <laughs> eat, but it's, if, if I'm it happens, you I know you and I are like, this is how Claire and I initially bonded actually was over a shared love of food. And we would just run around <laughs> Bali eating everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes, I never purposely under eat, but I noticed that that was happening lately and I'm like, okay, I have to get back on track and like get into a better schedule because it makes a really, really big difference to everything. I notice a difference in every area. Yeah. And it does. And it's so funny you say that because I see it so often, like, you know, I'll get clients to send me a food diary just to check in. And I'm like, wow, you are not eating enough. And they're like, really? And it, it is, it's just that sort of realization, like life gets in the way and, and we, as women, never prioritize ourselves. And, and that's what happens. It, it just becomes easy. We just skip the meal or we just have a few bites of our kids meal or whatever we do. And then we realize, shit, we haven't gone all day with food. Seriously. And it can happen so easily, especially for you moms out there. Oh my gosh. Tell us a little oh, bit about PMS because- PMS has become so commonly accepted as being normal and it's not actually normal. So tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. So it's very, very common, mm-hmm. but it's not normal. Um, so, and then women start to get a bit scared. They're like, oh shit, am I, oh, sorry, I swore. Oh, but- you can swear. <laughs> okay. we, we swear on here. Don't worry. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, I'm not normal. Like what's going on? And I'm like, okay, don't stress because just queuing in with those few lifestyle changes that I said earlier can really help manage and sort of get your PMS under control. So PMS happens in the luteal phase, like sort of the week before your period, as we all know. And like, we've just come to accept that it is normal and Things that I want to tell you that is normal. Yes, it is normal to feel introspective. It's normal to want to retreat. It's normal to want to lay on the sofa and watch Netflix because our hormones are at a, you know, sort of they're all going a little bit haywire here and we've got (laughs) increased progesterone. Progesterone is our sort of sleepy hormone is like what to call it. You know, it's, it's not really, it does so much beautiful things in the body, but let's just call it the sleepy hormone. You know, it makes us retreat a lot more. So this is all completely normal. You want to feel this. And, And this is what I said, this is the deload week. This is when you need to nourish your body more. But what's not normal is having extreme mood changes, um, having severely sore breasts, having really intense cramps, having ridiculously heavy bleeds or ridiculously short bleeds, having long cycles. All this is not normal. All this tells me something that's going on with your body and something that's happening with your body. And it's hard to give sort of one size fits all on because you know if you're having 
long cycles, maybe you need to look at a bit more blood pathology. If you're having short cycles, then maybe something else is going on there. But generally speaking, if you cover the fundamentals of are you eating enough? Are you nourishing your body enough? Are you sleeping enough? Are you, you know, managing your stress? Okay. And are you moving your body in a healthy way? Then PMS can really come under control. Like basically it becomes non-existent um, for most women, providing there isn't something like PCOS or um, fibroids or something else that's going on with them endometriosis, then, you know, you can, for the most part, really get um, PMS under control just from covering those fundamentals, which is those key lifestyle changes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tend to think of, again, this is something that I sort of learned um, when I was doing holistic health and, and tell me if you agree with this, I was sort of taught let your period is sort of your body's report card for the previous, like one to three months, potentially. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. percent. Yeah, it really is. And, and that's why it's so fascinating because once you get charting and once you get, you know, so this is one of the things I can get every single client to start charting and it can be a, you know, a bit of an ache start. And you're like, really? <laughs> um, but once you start charting your symptoms, like, so today I feel good. Tomorrow, I feel low on energy. I feel achy. You will start to see a trend. And, and that's what, give yourself three months, four months of charting. And, and that can just be noting down your symptoms every day. Um, you will really start to go, okay, so one week before my period, I'm really like, I'm knackered. And then you know, okay, this is the time that I need to say no. Like my friends want me to go out tonight. No, I'm good. I'm going to stay on the sofa. Like this is when you start to really sort of connect with yourself is, is giving yourself that report card um, by charting those symptoms and, and yeah, knowing what's happening. Yeah. And the, uh, what else can people be charting? Oh, okay. So you can go in quite intensely here, but obviously providing that you're not on any, um, you know, hormone birth control, uh, the pill or something like this, then you can chart all your physical and emotional symptoms. You can chart your um, cervical mucus. So what's coming out every day. And again, this can be a little bit of a tedious step to start off with, but once you get into the hang of it, it's really easy and it's super fascinating you can actually start to notice what's happening down there and what's coming out because then by your cervical mucus, you can know exactly when you're fertile. So basically all you do is every time you go to the loo, just look at your undies and, um, and when you're wiping, you know, just making sure like you sort of feel like, does it, is it smooth? Like, I know this is going into deep, but I like to say the white test is if you can quickly, like the toilet paper just quickly <laughs> slides from front to back, then you know, yeah, I'm probably ovulating or I'm probably in that fertile window. But if it's like, you know, a little bit heavier, a little bit rougher, then you're probably <laughs> not in that fertile window. So that's a really good sign um, because our cervical mucus shifts over this cycle as our hormones ebb and flow. And, and this is a really important thing to start charting. And you can also start charting your um, temperature. So your um, BBT, so your basal bottle temperature, 
this is not this quite the same as just your normal thermometer. You can just go and buy a cheap one. And just every single morning when you wake, you just take your temperature. So in the second half of your cycle after ovulation, so once ovulation has occurred, your temperature will rise because progesterone is thermogenic. So it is heat inducing. And that means that your temperature will rise ever so slightly, but it is detectable on your um a thermometer. So take that in the morning, see if there's a temperature rise. And if there's not month after month, then you know that, you know, even if you're having a bleed, you might not be ovulating. And this is a really important cue for overall health because ovulation is what, that is the key of our whole menstrual cycle. That is when everything, that's what we want to happen. We want to ovulate regularly. So just charting this um, temperature is a really important cue to really know when we're doing that. That's huge. Yeah. I think that that's really important. And these are like really kind of simple. I say simple steps. They can be time consuming. <laughs> Some and of tedious. them. Yes. Yeah. Like, and tedious, but they can be really useful. And this is one of those things. Like I want to stress the part that you mentioned, Claire, that it, you know, we see this over time. So you don't just like take it for one cycle and then just decide that you're done. Like you, you kind of need the data from at least sort of three cycles to really get, get a clear picture as to what you're looking at and, and dealing with. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing. It just needs to like brushing your teeth. You just need to implement it into your life. And, and then over time. So once you do it for like, you know, three, six, a year, um, then you will start to know exactly what's happening with your body and when you're good and when you're not good. And it is such valuable information. And if you don't like working out, then you don't have to use this information for working out. You can use it for work. Like you can know when to put all your meetings and you can know, you can do it for your dating life. Like you want to go dating when you're ovulating because you are going to be so attractive. You, you smell better to the males. You literally like, it's like incredible. So yeah, I mean, it just changes everything. Actually. And that, that reminds me of the fact that, that some people don't realize that if you're on hormonal birth control, it can actually change who you're attracted to. And which is like crazy. It's mind blowing to think about that. So there's so many factors that we don't even think about are actually affecting our romantic relationships. <laughs> yeah, I know a study was done and there was some crazy findings from this study, like saying that, yeah, we, our literal, cause we smell our mates. And so when we, uh, on birth control, we don't sniff out, we sniff out a mate that is genetically more similar to us okay so when you're on the pill if you're not on the pill you sniff out a mate that is genetically very different to you so it is literally changing who we are attracted to um and furthermore they've also discovered another study which is i don't even know how they determined this one but when we're on the pill that we um go for someone that's less masculine when you're not on the pill, you go for someone that's more masculine. So again, have absolutely no idea how they determine who's more masculine and who's less masculine. But anyway, they said that, yes, we, we are attracted to less masculine people when we're on the pill. 
But that's purely for the fact that we don't have this, you know, ebbs and flows of our hormones if you're on the pill. There's nothing happening. We're, we're artificially giving synthetic hormones into our body. We've shut off ovulation altogether. This is on the pill. Um, so you don't have those estrogen spikes and the progesterone spikes. There's, you know, so we're not we're not going through this beautiful flow that we have. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. These studies that are coming out though. Oh my gosh, that's just bonkers. I, I just, I love how, how you've woven throughout all of this, Claire, like the, the beauty of this cycle, like that, that there's so much that we can actually embrace about it as opposed to just hating it. Like there's, yeah. there's so much good goodness that we can do with it to actually maximize it and, and to make the best of it. It is truly like our superpower. Like it is not something to be hated. And we can really start, once we start understanding it, like knowledge is power, we can start using it to our ability and we can become stronger, fitter, healthier, hotter. Like, you know, all those things that we want, we can start doing because it is so important. Like, I mean, even something like, you know, in our menstrual phase, it's a really beautiful time for deep insight and listening to our subconscious mind. So this phase, like, you know, journaling and listening to everything in our body that's coming up. I mean, it's literally telling us like our future and, and that's going deep. I know, but it, it, I've seen it happen and it's incredible. Once you start tuning in, like our body is so powerful and we know so much. Oh, I love this so much. Yes. I mean, listen, that's all we do in this podcast is go deep. So I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, the last, the last thing we'll kind of touch on before we'll wrap up and then, and then go to our private Q and a, um, tell me a little bit more about like pre and postpartum. So everything that you've given us here is, is, you know, a lot of it is actually preparing women for for uh, pregnancy, whether or not they, they choose to actually become pregnant. Is there more that you want to add to that part? And then what happens with the hormonal cocktail that happens with postpartum? <laughs> Oof, okay. We should have a whole part. I know. That. <laughs> um, but, okay. So I'm just going to summarize it pretty briefly, but okay. so in the, in the preconception phase, so this is, okay, Hey, I want to fall pregnant. Um, and so I would ideally love to give people a minimum of three months, absolute minimum. I like probably more like a year. So of preparation before you're actually, you know, going into that pregnancy. So, I mean, our bodies, we are obviously in a stress state. We're in this environment that's unnatural. Um, so you really want to prepare your body. And this is not just you. This is for your partner as well. You know, sperm quality has dropped by 50%. And a lot of this is just lifestyle, like too much alcohol, too much stress. All these factors are impacting um, sperm quality as well. So it's, it's something that you want to get with your partner and you want to say, okay, we're in our preconception phase and this is acting like you're pregnant, you know, stop the drinking, um, really focusing on good food, nourishing the body, supporting yourself with supportive supplements and training in a way that's going to really help you during pregnancy, you know, supporting your deep core muscles, your um, pelvic floor, your just everything, um, getting your body prepped and primed so that the day that you decide that, hey, I'm going to start crying, 
then you can fall pregnant effortlessly easy and have a really beautiful pregnancy with minimal complications. Pregnancy takes a lot on our body. Like, um, you know, we're growing a life and I like to use this analogy, which is really kind of, you know, tough to hear, but we've got a little parasite growing in us, right? <laughs> and this thing wants to take everything from you. So if you are already nutritionally depleted, then you are going to literally come out of pregnancy postpartum in an incredibly depleted state. So this is why it's so important to stock yourself high in that preconception phase, getting your body ready so that you have the stores to become depleted because ultimately you will become depleted because it's a lot for our bodies. Yeah. Um, so that's preconception. Pregnancy, obviously you want to you know, be as supportive as possible. Keep that nourishing food, remembering that you are nourishing too. You are not feeding to, you are nourishing too. Um, and that is such an important and crucial phase and for, you know, literally growing the life that you are. And then postpartum. So I'm going to touch more on this side because I know this is a little bit more interesting, um, but the postpartum is, is tough. Um, because we have, I knew, especially for first time mums, because it's such, wow, like, what have I done? Um, and you are nutritionally depleted, you're sleep deprived without a doubt. Um, you know, maybe you're dealing with a complicated birth, maybe you're dealing with healing and all this sort of stuff. So it is a really tough time. I just, it, it's really hard for me to give advice here because I find that it, everybody's support network is completely different but basically in postpartum I think my top advice is whatever you do get as much support as possible so drop the ego and and prepare yourself to be supported say and accept help so if someone says can I help you say hell yeah you can help me um and and this is because we used to live in a village, you know, and I'm sure everybody's heard this before, but we used to all support ourselves in this village. It wasn't, raising a child wasn't one person's job. And nowadays it's one person's job and it's it's too much. It's, it's really, it's too much um, because it is damn hard. And we don't want to be entering that already in a depleted state. So you need to really make sure that you know, we're getting back into this um, nourished state, you know, you're feeding yourself warm foods, you're, you're really getting repleted after pregnancy. Um, and I think, do you want to touch on more of like what, what you should do exercise wise or? Sure. Yeah. Whatever, whatever maybe comes up most often for you, like when you're working with clients, it, whatever, whatever that is, maybe tell us a little bit more about that if you can. Yeah. So I guess so common, everybody's like, okay, so I'm, I've, I've had my baby now. Um, I've got support or I don't have support, whatever. Now I'm in this body that I hate. How can I change it? Like, I, I want to, um, I want to get back. I want to bounce back. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay. So everybody's sort of heard this six week mark. They're like, okay, so I've hit six weeks. Now I can get back. Or, you know, maybe if you've had C-section, you've, you've hit 12 weeks, you can, you can start to smash it again. So firstly, and foremost, I want everybody to know that postpartum is for life. You are literally postpartum forever. You are ultimately changed. You have birthed a baby. You've grown a baby. You are changed. So your whole body, your everything about your, your brain chemistry is now 
different, you know, than you were before. So you're never going to be the person that you were before. Can you strive to getting your body back? Absolutely, you can. Um, but it's, you know, you're going to be a little bit different. So I think firstly, accepting that change has happened is, is really important. Um, and then knowing that it's not just a, a straightforward thing. So you don't get the all clearance. Our doctors often go, okay, yeah, good. We've done your internal check. You're good for exercise. And you're like, really? But I've done nothing for six weeks. So I'm, I'm good to exercise. Yeah, yeah, you're good. And then people hit the low, latest boot camp and start doing burpees. And then, you know, six weeks later, they get a prolapse. So it needs to be a real progressive return to exercise. So you need to slowly incorporate exercise over time. So you know, starting with those breathing exercises, start connecting your body again. You know, your organs are all dislodged. You maybe you have a little bit of abdominal separation, which is completely normal um, and happens to 100% of women. And maybe you have a little bit of heaviness in the pelvic floor. All these things you need to support and, and come back to exercise in a really progressive manner. So starting slow and upping it over time. And I give my postpartum women one year. They're like, really, Claire? And I'm like, yeah, it's give yourself one year to get your body back. You know, I'm using um, little <laughs> comments um, because it's, you know, you've grown a life for nine months and 10 months closer to, um, and you've got to expect that it's going to take time. Um, and you want to do this in a slow manner because this is what is going to give you that longevity later in life is really taking that time and taking that support for your whole body. Oh, so helpful, Claire. This is just amazing. And I know that there's like, we are, I know that we are literally just barely scratching the surface of everything that is involved with this. Yeah. You have, you actually have a couple of different courses, including one about postpartum. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how to connect with you? Yeah. So um, I have my pregnancy and postpartum pardon courses. So during pregnancy, I designed when I was actually pregnant myself, because I wanted to be exactly like my clients were. So I designed this during pregnancy. So you'll see my growing bump in all this course, <laughs> but I've got um, trimester two course, trimester three course, which just basically goes over everything you want for a healthy pregnancy, you know, nourishing your body, supporting your body through movement. Um, it's got workouts, it's got yoga flows, everything you need. And then I've got postpartum course as well. This one, I haven't developed a long-term postpartum course yet so this is just the first six weeks and how to nourish yourself the first six weeks that time for retreat and that time for support um and, but this is you know it's a really cheap one as well which is really good but it's a, about building your support network and building your postpartum plan and I think this is so important and vital for well lots of women miss it so this is why I really created that first six weeks and I've just launched a hormonal course. So it is exercising um, and moving for each phase of your cycle and learning how to track and learning how to exactly start working with your cycle rather than against it. So yeah, there's a lot there, um, but I'm super happy with them all. And yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I believe you even gave me a coupon code that anyone can use for the, the happy, healthy hormones course for hundred dollars off, which is amazing. So yeah. that's going to be in the show notes. 
Oh, and this is all Aussie dollars as well. So everything's like way cheaper as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I can also get a pregnancy and postpartum code too as well. So we'll, we can put all those in the show notes. I love it. Yeah, so uh, it'll all be in the show notes for you guys. So, and where where else can we collect, connect, connect with you, Claire? <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram at coached by Claire. Um, I am, I'm on every platform, but basically I'm most active on Instagram. So I'm on Pinterest, TikTok now, because you know, everybody's on TikTok, yep. apparently. <laughs> um, YouTube, but yeah, I'm most active on Instagram at coached by Claire. And you can also find my website. If you want to find more details about the courses, um, in my link tree on, um, Instagram or at www.coachedbyclaire.com.au amazing oh my gosh okay so i have one final question before we wrap up which is if you could give people one piece of advice on growing into the best possible version of themselves what would it be and you can tie this in with with hormonal health or anything any any version of that that you want to whatever whatever works for you (laughs) i mean i think i'm just gonna go short and sweet and say knowledge is power um because i think that is so important like we need to stop making excuses for having these symptoms or feeling crap or you know all these things we need to stop making excuses and and there's a time that we need to actually look at to ourselves and we need to start empowering ourselves with knowledge and our body is trying to communicate with this it's literally screaming it's like saying please please listen to me and using the knowledge to understand your body is is so vital and important so knowledge is power oh i love this so much it's just i think i'm i wrote down when you said that your cycle is your superpower i'm probably going to title the episode as such because i think that that just beautifully encompasses like everything that you've given us today and you've given us so much knowledge that is so empowering oh claire thank you just love you <laughs> thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.